Hello and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast dedicated to geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. I'm Everett and welcome to our late sequels episode. In this episode we discuss movies that have become 10, 15, 20 years old and then they get a sequel for whatever reason, whether it's gain of money or for actually helping out the storyline. Um... In this episode, we have a major spoiler for Indiana Jones' Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. A little bit for... Spoil for, uh... Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And a few other movies around there that shouldn't have any spoilers that should upset you too much. But please, go in at your own risk. Enjoy the conversation. This is a... I don't really know... This is a weird... Another weird episode because... Well, yeah, probably the weirdest because with the video game movies, we just went off of a timeline, and with all the other movies, you like start at the beginning of the movie and then end at the end of the that, podcast. Right. Uh, but this one, it's just a free for all almost. Kind of is. I kind of free for all. In my mind, I have more. I have kind of a structure, like how these things kind of play out. Because in my mind, I was thinking how. It seems like today it's like a fad to release sequels of movies that were successful 10 years or older. Yeah, and uh-huh. it is a, it kind of is a fad, but it's also it's interesting a lot of these movies are direct to video trash. Mm-hmm. Like you have Easy Rider, which was a classic from the 60s. And they just put out Easy Rider 2 in, like, 2013 or something. None of the original cast returns, no nothing. Like, it's <laughs> just... It's a sequel in name. Um, and there's a lot of Disney films like that, too. Right. Um, like, just about every Disney movie you love has a sequel that came out within probably the past 10 or 15 years, like, to a movie that was made in the 60s. Like, there's Bambi 2. I think the only... Cinderella Dis- 2. Cinderella 2. They have three of those. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think the only ones that ever got like a theatrical release out of the Disney films, like the the Disney sequels, besides like obviously you have like Tron Legacy, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, what Return to Neverland and Jungle Book 2 and then uh, Fantasia 2000. Oh, yeah. Which Fantasia 2000, if you count that as a sequel, is actually the, it is like the oldest, like the biggest gap between a film that was theatrically released and a sequel that was theatrically released. Huh. I did a bunch of research that's, on this one. Like I, 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 yeah, like I was like, huh, because like, I started thinking about like I love a lot of movies that have that do like have weird sequel timing, um, like Terminator. Like from two to three was twelve years. Wow. From one to two was seven. Like there's crazy, like that whole timeline's really weird and like. Um, you have like, and then like you're talking about like a fad, especially is like the Sylvester Stallone got mad, mad crazy, a few years ago, and he did Rocky and Rambo practically back to back when I was working in a movie theater, no. and I remember this coming out, and I'm like, what? Like really? Like is he gonna? <laughs> are we gonna pretend like geriatric <laughs> old Sylvester Stallone? Like no offense if you're ever listening, but like. Are we going to pretend that he's a threat still? Like, how is this going to work? Um, I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's interesting. And then you have, uh, I don't know, 
You have movies that like Gone with the Wind that got a miniseries sequel in the nineties. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's which it seems most of the time, or at least back in when stuff would get a late sequel in the eighties or nineties, it'd be like just a money grab. This movie was successful. Let's try to reboot it, uh, not reboot it. Um, do a sequel to it. Uh, which is the same thing as most reboots. It's just, oh, yeah. hey, this movie was successful. We don't want to hire a bunch of writers. Let's just redo it. Um, but today it seems like it's feeding off of the millennial urge to consume as much nostalgia as possible. I agree. And um, this was something interesting. I, like, I started, So when I was researching... I found uh, I was thinking about like the new Ghostbusters film. Mm-hmm. If you watch that first preview they put out, this is this makes it seem like we all know it's a reboot from the press releases, but the the marketing sends you mixed messages. Like the first teaser says like thirty years after the events in New York or something like that. And like if you watch that, then the original Ghostbusters existed hmm. according to that trailer. Right. Yeah, and I, I know you don't watch trailers. And, so and I'd read yeah. something on Wikipedia about uh, what's his name, Phage, or the the director. Uh, oh yeah, was saying. It seemed like there was a mixed message. Like he he'd had said it was a reboot, but then like other times it seemed like it existed in the same universe. So, so. yeah, and I mean like things like that get really get re- you confuse your audience. And mm-hmm. one of the most, like, a late talking about late sequels especially, one of the most confusing moments um, that I can remember, like, for, like, your typical audience uh, was Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch the original Superman films? I've seen the second one. Okay. So, like, there's four of them. Right. Superman Returns comes out, and it pretends that three and four never happened. But it never tells you, like, the only way it tells you is that he left Earth. He left Earth in search of Krypton, which, at the end of 2, you see him flying out in space, and he flies towards the camera. There's no telling he went to Krypton, he went looking for anything, but that was their jumping off point. So a lot of people came out of that, and it was like, like, I was working in the theater again, um... A lot of people came out really upset. Like, what is this? What did I just watch? Like, why why didn't they address like Nuclear Man and like the the dual personalities? Like, how does how is he still hooked on Lois and a bunch of weird, interesting questions? Mm-hmm. Because like nothing nothing in the marketing said that this was uh, this was like an in between cool. This is like two point five or this is three, as if three and four never happened. There's nothing like that. And it was the first, to my knowledge, it was also the first film uh, of its kind to do that. Now we have, uh, we have like Texas Chainsaw did a, oh geez, I think this is like maybe number six. And it pretended like three, four never happened because like there was also a reboot later on. But uh, if you didn't, if you didn't know, if you didn't know the original film well, like mm-hmm. you had, you would have no idea. You would have no idea because somehow we go from it opens up in the '60s and it jumps forward to practically present day. 
and it's like wait a minute what happened to what and it actually brings back some of the original actors was interesting yeah i think one of the most like well done one in that vein was jurassic world because right they don't acknowledge the second or third movie but in the same sense it could have happened it could have yeah yeah uh so i guess that's just a for whatever canon you want right kind of, yeah it kind of is and that's an important question to ask is really which ones have you know done it right instead of the ones that have done it wrong do any come to mind <laughs> besides jurassic world well honestly obviously um star wars has right, had yeah. two huge gaps between the prequels uh the originals and this new disney um section but honestly lots of people hated it audiences the critics didn't hate it as much as the audiences but i actually really enjoyed the fourth indiana jones okay the it seemed like which me i was talking to garrett uh last time we were in texas and uh he he had the same idea idea as me like we were agreeing on the point it seemed like most people the only reason they disliked it was because the ending had aliens and that <laughs> right. is so unbelievable oh, in a series that that is about a guy who's running through a temple avoiding all kinds of booby traps like i'm sorry yeah. but if this was real life like yeah. that man would have yeah. died a long yeah. time ago in i mean a universe where man just reaches in your chest and can grab your heart. <laughs> yeah. and, and, he can, and he can swing he can swing on a, on a whip like i, I don't think yeah. so yeah, that so. doesn't happen yeah. the supernatural has always been an indiana jones staple <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know but i thought that was a really well done uh sequel and i'm quite excited for the fifth one I will tell you that uh, I had no real interest in the Indiana Jones films until the fourth one because they were like, well, they kind of threw in aliens. I was like, what? (laughs) Like, really? Like, okay. Like, and then I went and checked it out and I I went back and watched them all. I was like, you know, I was like, this is not, this is not as bad as it was whenever I was growing up. Because when I was growing up, they were, I found them boring films because Mm -hmm. I was into Star Wars and Mm sci-fi and, uh, but yeah, you're right. Like a lot of the late. A lot of the late sequels are cash grabs, and uh, it's interesting because we have a movie like Alien, which is one of my favorite films of all time. Um, that was going to be it. Like that first film was it. Like they never intended on like ever revisiting that until James Cameron came along. It was like, like he was looking. The studio was looking for him something to do, and he was like, well, "What if we did Aliens?" and they were like, well, what are you going to do with that? Like that was the, that's kind of already said and done. He's like, well, I'm going to turn it into an at marine action picture, and you're not going to believe it. And um, they're like, okay, like they expected it to be a huge bomb, and of course it was. A, it became a classic. I can't wait to watch that movie. I've been meaning to. I watched Alien not that long ago because obviously you know I'm younger, so I had to watch all these old films now instead of right. obviously back then. Especially because my parents in no way would they let me watch that movie when I was you know right. 13 or whatever. Um, I really liked Alien. Um, uh, I I hear you know that Aliens is the better film, but I guess it depends on what you prefer. Yeah, if you prefer, like, the p- horror or if you prefer the action. Um, and while we're on James Cameron, like, and we mentioned, I mean, mentioned the Terminator films earlier, like, when Terminator 3 came along, like, they were trying to get him to do that. He didn't want to do that. But they had to, they were like, oh, we have to bring Arnold back. Right. And Arnold Schwarzenegger called him, like, can I do this without you? He was like, do it. And he was like, ask for as much money as you can get out of him. And so he did. He asked for, like, $50 million. <laughs> and they're just like, okay, like... And that was that. Like so that movie kind of 
kind of was a cash grab, or at least for him, it started out that way. It actually, I didn't find it to be terrible. Yeah, that's a, it's. A, I don't know. That whole series is really weird. It's always spacing out its uh, sequels, and then you have films like uh, I found this one, the Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight series, right? Where the director apparently like had a story written out for every one of like for the entire arc, mm-hmm. but he wanted them nine years apart, and he's been doing them for nine years. Like wow. every nine years, one has come out, and there's another one. Uh, there's another one that's going to come out in another nine years, like assuming everybody's still alive. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, That's interesting. And yeah, on that topic, I was thinking that, you know, I guess this new Indiana Jones film is said to release in like 2019. I mean, Harrison Ford's a pretty old guy. I mean, are they planning on replacing him if, you know, anything ever happens? There's right. only one Indy. I know. Yeah, that's what Steven has said. Yeah. So, I mean, I imagine he, whenever he, he goes, he is it'll Indiana be Jones. He yeah. try and do one with Shia LaBeouf. I would oh be gosh. really surprised if he came back for number five. Like, I'd like I, it. I liked Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he was bad or anything, but I would. It would probably take take me by people, surprise. Yeah, people wouldn't like. Yeah, because well, he came out uh, and he trash talked the film. Do you remember? Did you? He trash talks everything. He trash talked uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> he was Jones. probably drunk. <laughs> yeah, right. But he trash talked Indiana Jones and the Transformer films, and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was his bread and butter. Like, that guy is alive and well and right. living comfortably because he did those films. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you don't bite the ham that feeds you. <laughs> uh, yeah, unless you're a cat. Um, But, basically, uh, we are geek cinema, but as I was saying, that it seems to be a, um, a shot to the millennials uh, lately, just because all these I'm noticing, and it jumps out at geeky movies with, I mean, they had a 10-year-later Anchorman movie. Yes. Uh, I think 12-year-later Zoolander. Yeah. Um, did you know there, there was, was a, another comedy, but I forgot. Did you know there was a 14-year-later Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sequel that, like, everybody seems to forget about? No. Uh, it happened in 2007? And it was computer generated. Like it was kind of like Pixar style animation. Um, but it was it was four. Like because there was the original three live action films and this was really? number four. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people forget about that one. But that was like one of the few late sequels that actually like did it pretty good. Like hmm. it, tie- it brought back kind of like what you love but also gave you something new. It's not the same old runaround. <laughs> and it actually had Chris Evans as Casey Jones. I know, like, the popular thing right now is, uh, like, resurrecting old things from, like, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, yes. you know, for people that are, you know, in their 20s or 30s right now. I'm curious how they're going to pander to my generation when I'm, you know, 30 or something. <laughs> Am I going to get an Adventure Time CGI movie in theaters? Hopefully I'm, like, they'll get a wave <laughs> of creative <laughs> millennials that will come up with something a little more original. Uh, I hope so. Original. I mean, yeah, that would, be, that would be the best thing. I don't know. I mean, do I even have any original work to turn to because everything's a reboot these days? The problem is, is that, like, a lot of the, a lot of the original ideas don't get funding. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, that's that is the biggest problem, and the things you see actually that end up getting funding, um, that are like somewhat of an original idea. Like the first one's great, but then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have to do a sequel, and we're gonna double your budget." But guess what? We're also gonna like take almost all, all the control away from you. Um, I don't know. Like, 
it'll be interesting when you get when you get our age for sure um maybe people just never care about <laughs> my generation it'll always be the 90s kids <laughs> well see here's a here's an here's an interesting thing is like we're talking about remakes um in the 80s like a lot of the 80s films people remember we were talking about jeff goldblum the fly right that was a remake mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. thing that was a remake mm-hmm. right like and those are films that people today are like oh my god they're great and they're amazing and da, 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 da. but few people realize those were remakes or invasion of the body snatchers that was a remake mm-hmm. um so we have a, uh, and now we're getting remakes of remakes, remakes. Of remakes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh yeah, we already had the thing three yeah yeah it's a which was time. a weird prequel it wasn't the worst thing ever but it was weird um We can't exactly fool ourselves, you know, and say that there aren't original films coming out. Um, a lot of the times they do. Are. Yeah, they, a lot They're of the times. Underrated. Yeah, they just go over the the head of the the, the public. They um, do. And l- like oh. the movie, the artist, that's like completely original, right? And it won tons of awards. Sure. Most people have no idea what it is or have even seen it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I mean, even regarding Oscars, which I don't know how you know valid the Oscar awards are exactly, but um, you know, rarely do you see the reboot stuff show up on that stage it's the um you know the smaller films that a lot of people haven't even heard of (laughs) yeah i mean essentially what happens is those films get released and they get they get thrown to like the bowels of netflix and you have to go dig through all the trash to find the good stuff Mm um yeah well uh like even like a film like whiplash which i don't remember which year that came out maybe like 2014 or 2015 like i had never heard of that before i saw it in the oscars and watched it and loved it so and that's a completely original idea for, at least from what I can tell right I don't know if you guys have and seen that and that's why I, I'd have to say I completely tend to resent uh, reboots because as a creative person I hate the thought of somebody just redoing something somebody put their time and effort and writing and directing and all their work into it makes me I always have to think how like mad would the public be if somebody's like some artist a painter is going to be like i'm gonna reboot the mona lisa sure they do it all the time <laughs> and you don't notice you cover songs that is no different to me uh but wait a minute is he covering a song to sell it or is he covering a song in a live some set some people do some people do and like if and you they make it their own and they put it out there and and if they do make it their own like that uh, like the band Orgy would be nothing without Blue Monday, and mm. I don't know if you remember Orgy, um, but they were '90s. I think you have their CD over here. Um, but like they took New Order's song Blue Monday, which was a great like dance post-punk kind of thing, new wave, um, and turned it into like this like metal hard rock song that everybody could get behind, and that's what made that band. And since then, like that band hasn't had anything, but it gave them their their big step mm. uh, but I was going to say uh, sequels even though they may like be the same vein of just a cash grab I'm always way more excited when I hear that uh, term like uh, when I heard they were supposedly rebooting the Gremlins movie mm-hmm. I was furious because I love that movie but then when I heard it was a sequel, I, like, calmed down. Sure. 
about Space Jam. <laughs> but that's a sequel. <laughs> Is it though? It was. I thought. Well, I mean, it's essentially Space a reboot. Jam's not not quite close to my heart enough for me to be what? upset. You were okay. But uh, um, there was something. But I believe I can fly. You have your films like uh, like the Crow series. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but essentially each film, one and two, very lightly connect, but. Three and four have nothing to do with the original two, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, here we are now, and they're talking about remaking the original. But there's not really a point, because essentially each film is the same film, the same premise, over again. It's kind of like you already rebooted this four times. Like, <laughs> do you really need to say it's a reboot? Right. So films like that, like, it's kind of, I don't know. It doesn't always make sense. Horror films are the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have your you have your reboots that they did of like the icons like the the freddy and the jason mm-hmm. uh leatherface films but really you if you took reboot out of that like you'd never know that some of those are reboots um you would have no clue what about mad max yeah <laughs> or mad max you'd have no idea that was a soft reboot sequel but then if you watch it in order you're like Oh my gosh! Yeah, but yeah, people just watch it not knowing. <laughs> yeah, young people. I didn't know what it was until we watched. Until Fury Road came Fury out. Fury Road, and then yeah. I was like, "Wait, there's old ones." Oh yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. have all those. We're waiting on Seth to finish their last two. Oh man, you can never rely on that guy. <laughs> not really, no. No, that's why he's not here. Exactly. <laughs> he chose uh, to watch Game of Thrones with Eric instead. Are you kidding? I think so. That's from from what I know. Um. He's not allowed on another podcast. <laughs> okay. uh, if you choose Game of Thrones over this, well, no. <laughs> like I turned my Saturday. Off. Isn't it safe to I say though? Uh, sorry, uh, that if we do, you know, want to not, I guess, see as many reboots, um, that we do, you know, make a valid effort to support the original films, even though they are often in like limited release. So I can't say exactly easy, and I can't exactly like say that I am the best at this either because I don't even really watch that many films. <laughs> I mean, like it takes us. A special thing to pull me towards a movie um, but um, when I do watch a movie it's usually um, because I, you know I follow certain people on Twitter and they they talk about it and it's rarely a reboot or something like that um, so uh, yeah I, I think if we do want to see Hollywood stop putting all the money towards you know old ideas and instead supporting new ideas uh, we have to support them as well I totally agree with that and uh, like you like I, I listen to different podcasts and whenever people like that I like or that I trust like talk about a new movie like I've got a list I write it down on the list I'm like I don't have to go check this out like I may not have any real idea what the film is but I'll check it out and you know because right. and that's how I found uh, uh, that's how I found Donnie Darko like that's one of the mm-hmm. best yeah. films in the past like original truly original films of the past 20 years it's I need to watch that really <laughs> is that creepy. the one that like uh, the, the was it the cover of Mad World like the yes movie with that? that's yeah, yeah like, that's where that has, came from is it Jake Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal yes. yeah. okay yeah. and his sister Maggie Gyllenhaal <laughs> playing brother and sister and it's <laughs> nice of, yeah. is, it, is it like a super that's depressing funny. film yeah, it can be really pretty depressing it's okay. also pretty creepy and scary it makes you think a lot don't watch it at midnight Okay. Is Why it is it a breakup film? <laughs> I just got dumb, so I don't know if it's the right vibe for that. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. too real it's for good. a podcast. Yeah. It's really good. No. Oh, that's good. Um, I'll, I'll look into it. And they actually the made a sequel to that, which was uh, really, really weird. Okay. That was kind of like, 
that was again that was the era where like like I think it was like the like the early two thousands whenever it became super popular to take whatever like whatever recognizable name you could and throw out a direct to video sequel mm. and Hellraiser is the king of those like <laughs> one and two and I think three got an actual theatrical release four got a release in Europe but they have five through nine and they're working on ten that are all direct to video and like a lot of them are are not the best thing like some of them are hot trash that wow. sounds like fun though <laughs> I love I love going through actually those things and like well, you know like How you could make a super you could make a super cut of like five through ten and it would be a decent film. Oh, we should do that. Let's pick out the best parts. Um, but I'd say out of all of these movies, um, our most uh, possibly most well done one and most successful one for sure is the force awakens which took in a way it basically it was the perfect i feel like i've said this before on here the perfect apology for the prequels okay. because everybody w- had been waiting let's see 83 to 98 it's like 20 well, no, so, i guess the 16 years or so yeah. and then completely disappointed the by uh, episode one and then their children and then followed by like, two no, no, others no, that <laughs> um, weren't weren't that great either but then J.J. Abrams takes this idea of giving people a movie based on what they loved uh just being true to the original um, source material, right? And uh, that seems to be the tr- the trick to actually make people happy. I and thought, yeah, you go ahead. Okay, and even if the general consensus is that people think the Force Awakens was, you know, relatively safe, uh, I'm pretty uh, confident that you know the remaining two films in this trilogy are going to be especially weird. <laughs> I I can I feel like that's where they're going with this. Is that because it, it is new directors, right? Yeah. Please. Yeah. Yeah. That they're going to take it in a very different direction. For the, well, I already know about Rogue One, but what about the um, eight, nine, or different directors? Just like the know. original trilogy. I thought it. Oh, that makes sense. I guess. Why not nine? Yeah, it'll be. Uh, it'll be interesting. I thought you were going to say that it was this thirty years later or something. I was like, wait a minute, we got the prequels. You can't just wipe <laughs> those away. Well, I mean. Should. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, I like three. Like I three wasn't bad. I don't hate them, honestly. I mean, I I, 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 I I'm stuff. not a fan of two, but I like the others enough. Again, I I was the you know the the tragic you were growing up. On I was them. the tragic child who you know Star Wars were you know his, you know of the past whenever I was born. So I grew up alongside the the prequels, and they were the ones you know I'd we'd throw on VHS you know while I was playing around the house and those are the ones I grew up with that sure. was the Lord of the Rings for me so right because I mean weird. even to this day which was another one that had not necessarily a late prequel and we haven't really hit on that it's essentially the same movie yeah but regarding Star Wars even to this day I wouldn't say I have a huge connection to the original trilogy regarding uh, Star Wars um, so interesting I know it is really weird. I I know I don't have any love for the prequels. I loved them when I was a kid, but nowadays I can definitely see no, the they're not films I want to throw on and watch. But uh, like even when the Force Awakens came out, 
I, you know, I told myself, I was like, if Star Wars is going to have a connection with me, this is going to be it. Because, you know, this is my trilogy. You guys have had yours. This will be mine. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, uh, the Hobbit films came out how many years later? Ten? The Almost ten. The last one, I think, was... I think so. The Lorena last Lord of the Rings, I think, came out in 2003. Yeah. So... Yeah, they'd be about yeah, right. probably about ten years. Yeah, that, which is... Yeah. And they stretched... They really stretched that trilogy out. Yeah. They, I mean, like, they did all they could to make it a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question for you. And, like, we're talking about late sequels. And while it's not quite a sequel... It is, but it's not. Um, how do you feel about, like, how do you feel about movies that don't necessarily get a sequel, but they get a TV series years later? Like, depends on who does it. Like, like Ash versus the yeah. Evil Dead. That That's the sick. only one that came to mind when you asked that. And honestly, today it makes the most sense because it seems okay, nowadays, at least with s- several or the deeper um, cable channels such as Stars and AMC uh, seem to be getting all the great writers yeah. right. for t- television. HBO, like, Game it seems Home. there's be- more good TV shows than there are movies. good movies these days. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that is. Watch instead of just watching movie. Um, but when we saw Bruce Campbell speaking at, com- at Comic-Con, he was saying... Stars seemed like the only way they could have done it right. Done it justice, yeah. Yeah, there and uh, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Twin Peaks is coming back hmm. soon, and I'm a huge Twin Peaks fan. And we got left with a weird movie in the early '90s, and mm-hmm. now they're bringing back a TV show, kind of like Ash vs. Evil Dead, and they're talking about making or turning the uh, the Boondocks Saints sequel, the third one into a TV series instead of a film. Hmm. So we're coming into a different kind of era where we are getting things like this. Production budgets are increasing. And I don't know. It's a, it's a weird place because it's, it's, uh, it has to, I think it definitely has to do with binge culture a little bit. Yes. The only, you know, like we're talking about like sequels, like with a huge gap, the only sequel that, uh, the oldest rather sequel, the longest gap with the original cast returning was the odd couple too. And the odd couple was Walter Matthau and I forget the other guy's name, but it was back. It was, I think it was in the sixties and like in mm-hmm. the mid nineties, they made the odd couple too and brought them back. They brought back everybody, everybody that was still alive. And, uh, it worked really well. Like it, I remember watching that, uh, quite a few times cause they would air them on, TV a lot around Christmas when I was a kid. Hmm. I remember the theme song. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know. I never watched the movie. I just heard the theme song. Yeah, that was uh, was it always interesting. Um, I don't know. Like I, horror movies are ones seem to be like the the culture that gets the late sequel more than anything else because it doesn't take much thought to make a Jason film, right? Right, or to make something like. Uh, something Candy like Man? that, like the typical, mm-hmm. typical window. It seems They're like for a horror sequels between yeah. two and eight years, like, and there's more often than not uh, yeah. ones that are coming out eight years later because nobody's got any more ideas. And it's like, hey, you know what? This made a couple million dollars like back, way back when. Like, throw the name on there, <laughs> <laughs> dig that corpse up. I can't believe they they're remaking Ghostbusters. That still kind of blows yeah, my mind. It's weird. I guess that one, there was 
supposedly they were going to make a sequel before it. Many uh, times. Yeah, many times. Because uh, um, Dan Aykroyd had a third part written. They turned really... it into a video game. Oh, though, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I played that. That's what the video game was, was that, was that script. Hmm. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> that was the biggest disappointment ever, because I remember um, I was younger, and I, I was still playing, like, the PlayStation 2 whenever, the, like, the PlayStation 3 and, like, Xbox 360 were out, and I saw the trailers for this game. I was like, this looks incredible. It's a movie I can play on my console. So, I, you know, I dropped by game, GameStop, which I hate forever now, because they, all they did was ever hurt my feelings back in the day. <laughs> Crush my heart. So I buy this game on the PS2 for like $20. And it looks like a cartoon. It, it looks terrible. It looks like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. That was the, that was <laughs> so the I'm trying version. to play it. I'm like, what happened to the cinematic feel I saw in the trailers? So I take it back to GameStop after being really disappointed. And they gave me $7. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, like there was a... They turned they turned one of his scripts into the video game. There was Ghostbusters Go to Hell. And that was... I think one of them got turned into a comic book. Um, and... Uh, another of his ideas turned into Extreme Ghostbusters, which was a cartoon series that ran for like 42 episodes um, <laughs> in the 90s, probably right about the time you were born, um, And which actually has my favorite version of the Ghostbusters theme song. That seemed to be a thing in the 90s. Uh, instead of the sequel movies, they did the they cartoon. Did the cartoons, yeah. Um, Back to the Future did that. Bill and Ted. Which I mean, that wasn't necessarily late, but they did. Um, that. Men in Black. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched that. Uh, Godzilla. Swamp oh, Thing. Yeah. For five episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Godzilla. That Godzilla actually tied in with the movie, like it kind of made right. sense. Yeah, I remember that. Men in Black. There's another uh, sequel for you. Yeah, that it one did time take... hop, and it was freaking amazing. That was like a ten-year gap between two and three, wasn't it? Because maybe because I think two is two thousand two, and three was like two thousand thirteen. And uh, that one actually close. really worked. Yeah, three actually worked really well. It was a good ending. Those guys were smart. Because now, when I think about it, that storyline and how it tied into all the other storylines, mm-hmm. you're like, dude, they yep. sat down for a ten long years. time to come up with this one. <sighs> no, ten years probably. Yeah. <laughs> There was like a twenty-year gap, yeah, a twenty-year gap between Predator Two and Predators, which was kind Ooh. of a soft reboot. Like, it, it hinted very much that the other two, the other, at least one of the films existed, um, but you didn't necessarily need to know anything about it. Uh, I just got reminded of something uh, regarding the the Alien franchise. Did you ever watch Prometheus? Oh yeah, yeah. And I know they're working on a sequel for that, like called like what Alien Covenant. Covenant. Yeah. I know I, I I haven't seen it. I just know it exists. <laughs> what do you think of that? Of uh, Prometheus, I uh, I like Prometheus. I uh, I like Prometheus on its own. I like Prometheus. Prometheus is weird because like like Prometheus was being talked about. It actually almost got made before Alien versus Predator got made in two thousand four. Um, and uh, Ridley Scott went back and forth between that and Blade Runner 2 and he kept going back and forth and eventually the studio just got tired of his stuff and just said beat it and he went and did other things and eventually came back Uh, but Prometheus for the longest time was the alien prequel this is is the alien prequel you've been waiting for this is going to lead up shortly before Alien and then about a year before it hits uh, or rather before they start filming they're like well it's going to be related to Alien 
and it's going to be a prequel, but it's not going to be. We're not going to necessarily see the 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 uh, the exact planets and exact uh, structures you know, but you'll see hints of where they came from. <laughs> and it's like you spent ten years hyping this thing up. This was going to be the alien prequel, and then you flip it all around and. Of course, now after Prometheus didn't quite do the business that they, business that they expected it to do, it's the sequel's Alien Covenant. That's so confusing. So, so it pretty much came out to be like a part reboot, part reboot, part prequel, part. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, essentially, it takes place on the to like two planets over. Because the original was LV four two six, and this is like LV two twenty three or something. And would would you even dare call it like a spiritual successor? No, I wouldn't call it that. I, I would definitely say it's it's kind of like a Marvel film, actually. It's kind of like Ant-Man exists in the world as Iron Man, mm. but you don't necessarily need to see the others to fully understand it. Right. You'll just get a few extra little tidbits. Like, in the... Uh, and really, the only thing in Prometheus, to me, that uh, you got was you saw the engineers, which you saw in the original film, in the chair... And then you got on the wall, there was like a painting or some kind of sculpture of a xenomorph, one of the aliens. But that, if you're not paying attention to it, you won't you won't catch it. So those are like Easter eggs more than anything? More or less, yeah. Do we know anything about the new Alien Covenant movie? Like, is that going to be a sequel to Prometheus? Or? It's going to take place 10 years later. It's going to have... The yeah. same two surviving characters from the end of Prometheus. And that, but it's still like a prequel to Alien. Yeah. They're supposedly going to actually go to like LB four two six and all that. Okay, we'll <laughs> s- we'll see. We'll see because Ridley is Ridley's interesting and he's good at what he does, but sometimes he he doesn't quite hit the mark. Right. I need to watch Prometheus before it comes out, or else just seeing the cast is going to spoil <laughs> the movie. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't say it was like surviving. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Another one along those lines of. Uh, that I remembered the uh, late prequel that I thought was fantastic are the Planet of the Ape movies, which is kind of a soft reboot in a way. It is, yeah. I forgot those were actually, like... I thought that was a whole reboot. Yeah, you're right. Like, that's a prequel. It it still works. uh. Have you ever seen... There's Isn't one of those films, like, all around time travel and, like... Okay, I could be wrong. The only one I've seen is the original and the two New reboots. Ones. Okay, so there's like I think five Planet of the Apes there's films before that, one. plus a reboot mm-hmm. that they tried with Tim Burton. Oh right, Did you ever see that? I saw part of it. <laughs> you should watch that. Wait, right? Which one? It has Marky Mark in it. <laughs> um, two thousand two. Uh. It's got the guy from Mortal Kombat who plays one of the really mean aliens and Tim Roth who goes on to be the abomination. That's funny. This is the one where they all have funky monkey faces. It's known as one of the worst. They do have all, yeah, they they do have funky monkey faces. Yeah, yeah, and he like yeah, like there's bestiality going on or like hinted towards, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's We cool. just I we like just that. got dirty on your podcast. <laughs> I actually loved that movie as a kid, and I watched it a lot. I didn't hate it, but it was weird. And then I watched, like, the old Planet of the Apes, and I was like, what the heck's this, stupid crap? (laughs) But that was childhood me. 
Right. I liked monkeys. That's kind of like a Star lot. Wars prequels to the, yeah, like you had the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um looks like crap. So like somewhere in there in the Planet of the Apes, if I remember right, between like there's five and somewhere in there there's a lot of continuity errors and one of those films is simply based around time traveling, fixing those continuity errors <laughs> and setting up the beginning of I guess what would be the prequel films, The Rise of the Planet of the Apes and all that, which never came to fruition. Uh, hmm. Then anyway, now they are. But the days of future past. Exactly. They just, just and, and Terminator Genesis. That was another one that did that. I just remember the Tim Burton one ending and uh, them being on a planet that was completely ruled by monkeys. And yep. They walked around like people. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Abraham. The monkey head. Oh, Abraham God. Lincoln. <laughs> this movie sounds fantastic. Good. It's known like as one of the worst reboots of all him. time. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It was the first real. No. I, I think it was the first film that really starred Marky Mark as anything. Mark Wahlberg. I, I f- totally forgot that was him, I guess. Everybody forgets that he was Marky Mark I at one time. I remember the monkeys. Yeah. That's what I remember. The orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess I can't think of any other points besides I just wanted to say that it seems, to me at least, Hollywood just needs to stop with the reboots. If anything, stick with the soft reboots and sequels and prequels. That's okay. Yeah. Stop the sequels um, and prequels? No, keep those. Oh, okay. So stop remaking. Yes, stop. Make a stop, continuation. Write you know something what ha- new. Yeah, I agree. Write something no, new, but you know what happens, right? Like why they keep doing this. Uh, the, the reboots and things like that. It's, I would assume Someone it's just they, they don't do want to hire <laughs> professional writers. Ah, uh, well, sometimes you wouldn't believe how many... Okay, like you wouldn't believe how many scripts we get. Like, here's an interesting story is we were talking about Superman earlier. They were originally going to continue. They were going to make Superman 5, and it was going to be called Superman Lives. And it was going to be directed... Or no, it was written... Part of it was written by Kevin Smith. He came in and did a write, uh, like a, a rewrite for it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people touched the script. One of the more famous people's that, uh, f- people that were involved with the project was named John Peters. John Peters did the Batman films and they were like we're going to make this gritty as can be like we're going to pretend like we're going to pretend like one through four didn't happen but they did happen but we're going to pretend they didn't we're going to cast Nick Cage as Superman um, right right, and we're going to have him like one of the things they didn't want because Batman at the time was too Tim Burton's Batman was too dark but Tim Burton was going to direct this thing um, they're like we're not going to have him really beat up thugs we're going to have him beat up polar bears um, that makes it better, right? <laughs> and the villain in the like third act was going to have a big mechanical spider, okay? And Superman, that was going to be the big, big fight at the end. Obviously, the film never got made because they were like, "This isn't going to make sense to audiences." Blah blah blah. This is all wrong. But John Peters took his mechanical spider and dropped that into Wild Wild West with Will Smith. Ah. Ah. That movie made no sense. <laughs> that movie didn't make no sense. And that was a remake of a TV series. That makes sense. Okay, because I was like, what is this? I the have documentary the came out, though, right? Of the death. Yeah. Superman Lives? Yeah, yeah. You should totally check that out. I've been meaning to. Yeah. Um, Hollywood, I don't know. I think that uh, the reason why they do it is because they're afraid that people like, like the newer generations, like you... Um, are not going to understand or take the time to go back hmm. to watch the older ones. 
which is going to be very interesting to see how Marvel handles it in like five to ten years. Like, Hopefully are we new heroes? Well, we'll have new heroes, but are they going to completely reboot it and like we're going to get origin stories again? Like, how is that? I, I just not. wonder how that's going to work. Or are we going to have another Iron Man that's not Tony Stark take over? Or another Captain America that's not Steve Rogers take over? It's possible they do it in the comics. Right, because the they do. They do to controversy, but they do. I'm yeah. wondering if the, the like the studio itself is just gonna be like, nope, come up with somebody else. They've said they have everything um, lined out for the most part um, to 2028. It's that yeah. is insane. It's and an then they start over. <laughs> it's an interesting thing to think about because there's new people being born every day. That yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they grow up. They're like 10 years old. They're like, I like the superhero stuff, but you know, there's this new new movie coming out, and there's like. 20 before that I had to go watch. That, well, it's like James Bond. Oh, yeah. yeah. James Bond hit tw- 21 before they finally said, I think it was 21, 20 or 21, before they said, okay, like, new universe, because nobody's going to go back and keep up with all these little things yeah. um, that you want to throw in, because the script that was after the world is not, yeah, no, it was uh, Die Another Day, was going to have a lot of throwbacks to, like, Goldfinger, um, and uh, Thunderball, and like those are some of the earlier films. Octopussy. And yeah, those are some of the earlier films, and it's <laughs> like we can't, like nobody's gonna understand this. The kids these days, the people who are gonna go out and buy our merchandise and take their girlfriends to see this, are not gonna understand. Yeah, they're not gonna understand your your stupid throwaway Easter eggs like reboot. Reboot. So sad. It's a thriving Rebooting. cesspool. Yeah, and I like some reboots. Like they're like. Um, We'll talk more about it, like if we ever do a reboot episode. A reboot episode, or like the horror, like the horror reboots are probably some of my favorites. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting culture that has developed because it's actually like there are studios that are built like Platinum Dunes. All that studio does is reboots. That's all they focus on. They focus on buying rights and let's revamp this thing. Yeah, which. If I remember right, that studio is led by one Michael Bay. <laughs> uh, right. Uh. What's that man working on these days? Transformers 5. Ninja Turtles? Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, he produced that, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That guy. Yep, just waiting for that uh, Armageddon 2 to come out. <laughs> you, you never know. You never yeah, know. It'll happen. You can't have two Armageddons. Yeah. You can with Michael Bay. We, we, we're getting two Independence Days, like, end of the well, world. Independence Day, I mean... Independence no spoilers! Day. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. You saved my life. I was saying it's a day, not oh, the okay. end of the world, okay. jerk face. Sorry. No. I couldn't help myself. It's a, it's a defense mechanism. I think I'm going <laughs> to give you a spoiler. <sighs> Rude. You guys have it. Yeah, that's right. It comes out Friday, right? I've seen the trailer. Yep, we're going to go see it on Saturday. Saturday morning. You guys enjoy that one. I uh It actually looks freaking great. I will tell you the trailers don't look bad. If I cared about it I'd probably go see it, but I just don't You should go see it anyways. Just for fun. I Support haven't. the reboots. <laughs> yeah. Or not the, reboots. The, the late yeah, late, late sequels. sequels. Yeah. Late, late sequels. <laughs> I wanna make a TV show called Late Night Sequels and it's just gonna be a bunch of people dressing up and making sequels that are like twenty minutes long and really bad. You should check out the movie Be Kind Rewind. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Have you seen that? Yeah. Okay. Jack Black. That just right? seems like Jack a Black. lot of work. 
That was a that was a good film. Um, that was, I believe, like the most independent ish film that I ever saw my parents watch. They rented it. Oh yeah. And I was like, looking back, I'm like, that was that's so weird. Yeah, it was a good film. Because that that they would have watched that. I grew up watching Transformers and popcorn films with my parents. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. These days, I absolutely hate it when my parents, you know, burst in my room like movie night. I'm like, no, I can't stand to watch another, you know, PG-13 popcorn film with you guys. <laughs> I'm so past that. And if we do try to watch an actual quality film, the second, you know, the sex scene puffs up, which is inevitable. I'm like, <laughs> how am I supposed to sit through this? Oh, <laughs> no, man. I watched Watchmen with my dad. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Kendall's got a story. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What the hell is this?" Like, and I was okay. like, "It's fine. It'll go away." So my parents are desperate to, know, to have some quality time with me, and they're like, "Come on, Trent, just pick a movie, any movie you want." And I'm like, "Okay." I was like, "The Social Network is PG-13," <laughs> and they're like, "Why, Trent? Are you watching movies that contain strip clubs and college parties?" And I'm like. Mark Any Zuckerberg. movie ever? <laughs> I was going to say, have you, yeah, have you ever... Do you live in the universe? <laughs> this is kind of a... This is a biopic. It's actually factual to a point. Hey, guys. Thanks once again for listening to Geek Cinema Podcast. If you enjoyed it, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app. And join us on Wednesday for our episode over Independence Day Resurgence, the sequel. We just recorded it today... Uh, I think it was a pretty good conversation. And honestly, it wasn't that bad of a movie. It was pretty good. It exceeded my expectations. I think it exceeded everybody else's expectations. Uh, But the critics sure tore it apart, so we discussed that quite a bit in the episode. And you can check it out on Wednesday. Uh, If you want to join the conversation with us online, you can hit us up at facebook.com slash geeksinomapod, twitter.com slash geeksinomapod, or on Instagram at Geek Cinema, or on our website, geekcinemapod.com. See y'all on Wednesday.